on this episode of Two Guys, One Truth. Stonehenge is boring. Well, I don't kink shame, and here's why. Mystery Hill. What do you mean? Come on, guys. You know, the invisible grumps and put your dick. I'm not thinking anyone's sitting beneath the sacrificial slab directing other people how to juice fruits. Well, gravity is just a... Gravity is a theory. Artificial, Artificial banana, banana flavoring tastes more like, like the bananas, bananas of years past. You need to well, go take, take a lap, lap right now. Get, get up, up, take a lap. lap. I was, I was afraid, afraid we were going to get into this. YouTube. <laughs> We're back with another. You 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 know. We're back with another psychology video about the effects of depression on the average white guy in his mid twenties. Basically, it's a universal experience. Welcome to two uh, eyes, one nose, one mouth, one ear. <laughs> Where I were your host, The Wiggles, you know, we'll probably sing a couple songs. And we might even wiggle while we do it. You know what they say, wiggles, wiggles woggle, but they don't fall down. The, see, the best thing to do in my experience and the experience of the last four episodes is to butcher the intro so hard <laughs> and commit to the bit so hard that you don't even need a segue. Yeah, if you never nail the intro, there's no expectation for the intro. Therefore, the it can be anything. Yeah, in a perfect world, it's like pseudo-scripted where we have some banter that eventually evolves into some sort of reference or some sort of idea that we can segue the point of the podcast into in a very organic and smart and well-written way. Right, like if we had something set in stone, maybe set in stone like Stonehenge. Yep, see that's how... See, that's, that's how it could how, go, uh, but that's not how it is. That's how a YouTuber would do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how a better like man that, maybe, would do it. Yeah, if we did it like that, my parents might say, like, they'd be proud of me or something. Yeah, my dad might not have, uh, might have not drank himself to death if I did things like that. Yeah, well, maybe mate, <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Oh boy. All right, so this week we're diving into our trauma. You know what though? You know what though? I I want to give you I want to give you credit Austin. I've known Austin for a long time. He he finds a way to bring daddy <laughs> issues into every conversation. And it's taken him 5 episodes to do it on the pod. So honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm a little proud. I made it a long time. Really, it should have been the first word out of my mouth in episode one, but I, I made it. So Nick and I had this college class back in college when we had college classes right? <laughs> called Classic and Modern Drama, which was the dumbest uh, class we had to take as film students because it had nothing that, to do literally, with it. Literally, you just saying that just gave me an anal polyp. Yeah, I, like, okay, I, like, I get it. I get it. It's the history of, like, no, I get you know, it it's playwriting, yeah. it's screenwriting. I get it. But, you know, maybe make it interesting. I don't know. Don't have the mayor of Whoville teach the class. 
I'm still salty about that class. Anyways, what's I used your to show up drunk that to that class every <laughs> week and just constantly interrupt with jokes about not knowing my father. Oh, man. People were probably like, this guy really needs this is a cry for help. <laughs> this is a cry for help. Not <laughs> only were you, you were intoxicated, you were intoxicated in class. I had beer in just my thermos. Begging for help. You were begging, you were begging for help from anyone that would listen. Yeah, and everyone just laughed, which is what I wanted. That was the reaction I wanted. All's well that ends well. All's well that men... Uh, hey, welcome to the podcast. You guys are listening to Two Guys, One Truth, the weekly comedy conspiracy podcast where myself, Austin Harvey, and my pal Nick Sarnelli dive into the world of conspiracy theories and try and convince one another of our perspective theory of the week. Comedy is subjective, by the way. And that was the best I've ever done that. That was, the comedy is subjective, but I, I, know, I didn't. You, you, you stood in front of a mirror and practiced that since <laughs> last week. I've been muttering it to myself ever since I said, body. You listened to it, you listened, <laughs> you listened to it on headphones at night for just a whole loop. Body. I, I didn't even listen to my, I didn't record it and listen to myself. I had like a, a robot AI voice speak it so that it would be succinct and perfect. And I just played that on a loop like a white noise machine to lull myself to sleep. Wow. And then I would wake up in the morning and the main song from Tick, Tick, Boom would still be stuck in my head like it has been every day for the past two months. And I can't get it out no matter what I do. And the only song, the only song that replaces it every morning, it's like I wake up and it's like, they're singing happy birthday every morning. Every morning I wake up and that song's in there. And the only way I can get it out is if I get a different song stuck in my head. And the only other song that works is Teenage Dirtbag. So those are my two options every day. It's it's thirty ninety or teenage dirtbag until I take my Adderall. You just taking a shower. Cause I'm just a teenage dirtbag, <laughs> baby. It's exactly what it is. You listen it's to like, Iron Maiden. I mean, what can you? I'm do? making my coffee and I'm like, her name is Noel. With that like little wine in there. Cause it's either that. It's either that or the worse alternative i'm just rocking out i'm just jamming to 3090 in the morning and the cuck who lives in the apartment below me is pounding on the ceiling just want to note that um we're using cuck here as a derogatory term to describe a straight man and not a man who enjoys sexually seeing his wife get plowed by another man in a way that is mutually beneficial to them this is the uh the new age derogatory term of he, he's 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 an idiot that's right that's right but also if you if you are a cuck you're a cuck in both senses of the word well i don't kink shame and here's why here's why i don't kink shame one day every single person that walks this planet earth is going to be in an extremely compromising position someday getting viewed by someone that they really wish would not be seeing them so i try to remain neutral for the good karma that whenever Somebody opens a door and it looks like I'm f***ing a dog, even though it was just a big misunderstanding. They'll know that it was just a big misunderstanding. Yeah, okay, that's fair. This, this, is, a, this is nothing to do with the vampire girl that you hooked up with? That didn't happen. <laughs> I made it up. Hey, man, we've all been there. I didn't make it up. It was really, really scary. <laughs> I knew it. I have to go get oh. something from my car. Oh, boy. Wow, I'm getting a lot of time to my cell phone. My car is um, 
inoperable at the moment and the battery is dead so i can't lock or unlock it huh it's just been sitting outside my apartment for months it's pristine though it <laughs> looks so clean because like the snow has just been oh, well, forming shit. and melting and forming and melting and forming and melting and i haven't gotten any salt on it from driving it so it looks it looks phenomenal uh, it just doesn't move huh. it doesn't do the one thing a car should do but you can sit in it you can sit in it and pretend <laughs> you get one of those paper things that moves in a constant loop and you just put it over your windshield and it's like the same three clouds two buildings and there's like one dog in the distance <laughs> that's how i listen to our podcast when i'm done editing i go and i sit in my car and i put i'm going for a drive <laughs> i blow a fan on myself to, to simulate the air and I go, that was a funny podcast, and I walk back into my apartment and cry. What the f*** is the podcast about today? What's your theory? Yeah, we should get into that. Because I know you were saying Core of Earth shit, but you said you went a different direction. Yeah, last week, cut from the pod, but mentioned, I did say I was potentially going to get into some reptilian stuff. And then I went back and I looked at our conspiracy list, and I saw two words that stuck out to me that I was like, I, I don't know what this means. <laughs> I don't know it. Why did I write this? And then I did some Googling. And I thought, I, w- I thought we would get into this one because we've covered a lot of recent conspiracy theories. Like, or, I mean, you know, with, like, w- like within the past hundred years, we did The Queen, uh, we did The Jersey Devil 2012, and then Pokemon. I thought it'd be fun to take, uh, to take a look at a few theories that date back a bit further oh that's cool yeah so i started looking at some ancient conspiracy conspiracy theories some ancient conspiracy man mike tyson (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even know i was acting in the hangover movies i thought it was just real (laughs) so all right so old conspiracy ancient conspiracy ancient conspiracy theories you know you've got you've got the classics you've got aliens built the pyramids um there's right. the, the death of nero the roman emperor the freemasons the new world order yada 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 a lot of stuff revolving around aliens and then a lot of stuff in big prominent ancient civilizations like rome and in greece and stuff and then you have one of the greatest mysteries on earth which is stonehenge and you know who built it and why did they build it but i didn't want to talk about regular stonehenge because regular Stonehenge is boring. So I found out there was another mysterious stone structure right here in the good old U.S. of A, baby. <laughs> really? Right here. Yee A stone structure, you say? A stone structure. And it just so happens to be in Salem. Ooh. But not... Salem, Massachusetts, where the witch trials took place. Apparently, there's a Salem, New Hampshire, the Granite State. And to be even more specific, because I found the exact location of this place, it is on the east side of Route 28, south of its junction with Route 111, and two miles north of the junction with Route 97. And it's a place called Mystery Hill. And I, I think I'll add, like, a thunder effect or something. To yeah, Mystery that. Hill, and then... Yeah. yeah, Mystery Hill. So Mystery Hill was popularly publicized back in the 1970s on this show called In Search of Ellipses. 
And the host of that show was actually Leonard Nimoy, who was the original Spock. Yeah. And then in 1982, they realized Mystery Hill was kind of a stupid f***ing name. Yeah. Because there are... I mean, you can name any hill Mystery Hill. Sure. So they renamed it America's Stonehenge, which is definitely, like, to pull in tourists. Cause oh, yeah. Because the word Stonehenge is yeah. like, oh, yeah. But to their credit, I think, like, right now, it's only, like, $12 to go and see this thing. So... And that's in Salem... Salem, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, okay. So Salem, okay. New Hampshire, yeah. The Granite State. I found that out today, too. I did not know New Hampshire was the Granite State. But they got nice tables. Don't take it for granite. Oh, here All right. We'll we'll call it a a truce there. We both made bad jokes, so we'll just move on. (laughs) (laughs) So they called it America's Stonehenge. One source I found said 1982. Another one said a couple years early. It doesn't really matter. Late 70s, early 80s, they renamed it America Stonehenge. To give you an idea of the layout of this thing, Mystery Hill has different stone structures across uh, like 30-ish acres of land. And the stone structures include standing monoliths, stone walls, and then a series of underground chambers. Underground chambers? Like the, the monoliths, is, that's one thing. I looked at a picture of them. I was thinking like big Stonehenge blocks, but they kind of look more, they look more like natural rock formations, but almost coming to an arrowhead shape. Oh, interesting. So it's not ridiculous to think they could have just naturally formed that way. It's not as visually stunning as, you know, the other Stonehenge. But the underground chambers, a couple sources describe them as a winding maze littered with ancient pottery and ancient stone tools. And archaeologists and different visitors have found relics of fire pits um, and then one single large slab of granite which everyone has described as a sacrificial table it weighs over four tons and has a groove around its perimeter to collect any liquid and drain it off the side so a lot of people think that was used for human sacrifices but then a couple other people said it might have just been used to like press fruit or make soap Mm, they could have done that anywhere. Yeah, I don't buy that, especially because as I kept reading, I found out that beneath the granite slab, there is a narrow tube carved into the stonework, which is uh, it's a speaking tube, which you would stand at the bottom of and you would shout up and it would project your voice. So the implication there is that you'd have, you know, you'd have the person on the sacrificial slab and then somebody standing at the bottom of this tube or this tunnel shouting up as like the voice of a of a deity like f-ing wizard of oz shit yeah it, it, yeah instead of the man behind the curtain it's the man beneath the stone slab it's I mean, it's literally that <laughs> <laughs> so is there it's evidence the... that these that this dates back or was it just a tourist trap that was made in the 70s so no there is actually uh, researchers carbon dated some of oh, the shit. stones and i think some of the fire pits and they identified that it was 4,000 years old, but one of the fire pits dated back 7,300 years. Weird. So this is like old, old. Yeah, that's extremely old. I'm not thinking anyone's sitting beneath the sacrificial slab directing other people how to juice fruits. Smash the orange harder and more juice will come out. Yes, Sky Daddy. Has anyone learned to juice bananas yet? That seems like it would be good. No, but I made this taffy. It's going to taste nothing like it. That is your nutsack. (laughs) 
like taffy. No, you ever had a banana laffy taffy? Oh my god, it's so good. You know that they don't they don't taste like bananas though. They taste like something entirely different. The interesting thing about that, and I I don't have a source for this, but I remember reading it somewhere, and I I could be wrong, but I think bananas used to taste like that. Whoa, whoa! Like we used to farm and grow a different breed or a different species of banana and it tasted like what banana flavoring tastes like so banana laffy taffy banana popsicles all that like fake banana flavor is what bananas used to taste like but we ate them so quickly (laughs) that we couldn't grow them back so we just started selling a new kind of banana in grocery stores that tastes different and that's the Whoa, banana we have now. That's crazy. That's better than anything you can say about these fucking rocks. I'm actually going to fact check myself on that now. Are bananas today different? Than yesteryear's bananas. Oh, yeah, they are. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a business insider article. Oh, okay. All right. Shit. More you know. So the banana we have now is the Cavendish. We, the U.S. imported nearly 4.8 billion tons of them in 2012, and worldwide banana exports these days are worth about $8.9 billion. Uh, big money in bananas, who knew that? There was a banana that was an exotic delicacy until the late 1800s, which was called Gross Michael, or Big Mike. <laughs> Gross. And it kind of looks like a combination squash and banana oh and it says it says gross gross mikels were were sweet creamy and sturdy you could throw them in a ship's cargo hold and they'd show up at their destination perfectly ripe and unbruised weird there's like a whole crazy history of bananas here so we just get shit bananas because of when we were born yeah exactly yeah if we had been born 130 years earlier we'd have had banging bananas yeah this is like a big thing 10best.com says bananas aren't as good as they used to be that's crazy artificial banana flavoring tastes more like the bananas of years past holy shit yeah okay cool i'm glad i wasn't wrong on that. i'm beside myself and i like modern bananas i think they're you know yeah i like current bananas yeah yeah they're fine you know i i enjoy a good peanut butter banana sandwich but if they tasted like banana laffy taffy i would i'd eat it three times a day like banana flavored ice cream oh oh banana cream pie so good oh my god banana cream pie come on though to be fair banana cream pie is made with modern bananas but now imagine oh i know may oh Christ. I want pie. Pie. Anyway. <laughs> that. <laughs> we can either leave all of that in or cut all of that out, but no in between. <laughs> uh, anyways. So, demon sacrifices. In yeah, the... yeah. Human sacrifices, um, voice amplification tunnel beneath the slab. A lot, so, yeah, a lot of focus on the underground tunnels and stuff. But despite the monoliths not being as cool as actual Stonehenge, like not being big structures that are beyond human capability of constructing, they do form an astronomical calendar. And there's a plaque at Mystery Hill now that you can read that kind of 
tells you a little bit about it. But researchers were divided on that one too. Some of them say that the builders actually did create a calendar system to track different cycles, whether it was you know, solar cycles, lunar cycles, or if they had their own kind of agricultural or like ceremonial cycle that they were tracking with oh, it. Okay. And then yeah. there are other people who say it's it's coincidence. Which I mean you can't how do you can't say it's coincidence if it accurately tracks something. Yeah. Right. Like if there's any sort of pattern. Like you don't say like Newton's law of gravity is a coincidence. Like you're not like, oh yeah, well, you know, coincidentally things fall. It's like no. Well, gravity is just a gravity is a theory. Oh, that's true. That's true. It could be magical and invisible giant unicorn farts. <laughs> we don't know. What if there's just a an, an invisible species of little gremlins that every time something starts to float away, they just pull it down. Well, there are, but they don't they don't do that. You ever get like a random pinch in your dick for no reason? No. No, never no, once. I, no, the worst thing that ever happened to my t- <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst thing that ever happened to me in regards to to sensations in my penis was in the fifth grade. Oh, my school went on a field trip to a museum to the to the mattress factory, oh, okay, and we were right. sitting on the concrete floor listening to the museum tour guide talk about the meaning of some installation, which was far beyond the grasp of any fifth grade brain and we were sitting crisscross applesauce which back then we still called indian style because <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> can't do that anymore can't do but that. that was what we called it back then that's Everybody what we called indian it indian style that was what we called yeah. it but now i, I now it's crisscross applesauce or like i don't know crisscross applesauce is much better for many it's reasons it's nice more of just the way that it sounds off the tongue yeah it, it feels less dirty because sitting right. indian style feels wrong yeah but that was what we called it back then so we were sitting crisscross applesauce and i guess we were sitting there for so long and maybe i was doing it incorrectly because i had undiagnosed adhd (laughs) (laughs) so this i'm just this is this is a story leading to you having pain in your so it wasn't pain it was i cut off any blood circulation to it (laughs) and it it fell asleep (laughs) That'd be the scariest non-feeling, but it like, was there, and then I couldn't feel it. Just and yeah, I was a kid. Man, that would be. I'd be freaking out, man. I didn't know what was going on. I thought it fell off. <laughs> I thought it fell off, and I started scanning the room <laughs> for it to see if it wiggled away. It. it started inching away like a worm. <laughs> This is a legitimate fear I had. Man, if your dick fell off in the mattress factory. <laughs> They'd think it was just an installation. They would think it was an exhibit. Oh, God. So I, I, I took the next excuse I could to run to the bathroom. <laughs> Check and make sure it was still there. I don't even know where was I going with that. I don't know. Do something about gremlins randomly pinching your dick? Yeah, gremlins. The invisible gremlins pinch like any part of your body, not just your dick. I, when you feel just like a little beep. Okay, yeah, I do get random random Yeah, I've just so Yeah, pain. right. Like I sometimes it happens on the dick. That's fair. You know, it probably has. Yeah, happened, so you I don't think like, about it. I'm not it's not like this crazy excruciating yeah, tracked like, it in my journal. Pain. I'm not like, "Oh, I got a had a slight pain in my dickhead today." <laughs> oh, f- Gremlins. 
Getting <laughs> <laughs> gremlin. Always fing. <laughs> just in the middle of a presentation. And ah, fing. Ah, gremlin. Sorry about that. You know how the gremlins pinch your dick every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. Come what do you on. mean? Come on, guys. You know, the invisible gremlins. They pinch your dick. <laughs> you guys, guys know what I'm talking about. Come on. I'm not the only one. Guys. <laughs> Stop f***ing with me. It happens no, to I'm not crazy. You guys are crazy. You guys are nuts. You guys are f***ing psychopaths. All right, so the why do why did we what did we compare to gravity? Um, the coincidence of the the calendar system. Oh, the calendar. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it, it's too much of a coincidence, especially with all the other stuff surrounding it. With the rocks and the tunnels. Right, and, and when stuff's like that precise and scientific, because even um like radial clocks that we used to have to like track the sunrise and stuff, which is what we based the 12 hour clock on. Even that was rudimentary science. Right. But weirdly accurate. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's a bit unfair to say like, Oh, it's just a coincidence that these things happen to line up with these solar positions. It's like probably not. <laughs> Yeah. That was how people told the time for millennium. Yeah. So, but there are there are a few different theories surrounding the original source of the Mystery Hill America Stonehenge situation. So the first theory that I found was the land the hill was purchased in the 1930s by a man named William Goodwin. And as he surveyed the property, he noticed similarities between the chambers and ancient structures found in Europe and thought that maybe they had been built by ancient Norwegians. But then he later claimed that America Stonehenge had been constructed by ancient Irish monks who made their way to New Hampshire centuries before Columbus. And then he took some liberties and moved around some of the stones <laughs> to what he believed were their original locations. Whoa! Yeah, so so he moved into this property, looked around, said, uh, I, don't, um, I don't think that's where it was originally. I think it got moved. So he moved it. Who the f*** moved it? I don't know. It sh I also, it should be noted, he was not an archaeologist. He was an insurance salesman. Mmm, sus. Little sus. And a lot of modern professional archaeologists, they're under the belief that instead of restoring old structures, he actually just built a lot of what was there. But in the 1970s, a Harvard professor named Barry Fell <laughs> became convinced that ancient Phoenicians were responsible for America's Stonehenge. The Phoenicians were a seafaring people. They established cities all across the ancient Mediterranean. It's possible they could have sailed all the way to New Hampshire, or it's, you know, somewhere in America and made their way there. Professor Fell and others who subscribed to that theory claim that markings on the stones are ancient Punic writing. Other people say it's just random marks made by 19th century workers who were quarrying the stone. Also, again, Barry Fell was not an archaeologist. He was a professor at Harvard, but he taught invertebrate zoology. So really not an expert in what he's talking about here. Sort of the Jordan Peterson effect where he's technically a <laughs> clinical psychologist. 
but then he goes and speaks about climate change on Joe Rogan's podcast. And it's like, yeah. you don't study that. You're, Shut you're up. You're qualified in something, but it's not that. Yeah, right. Like, hey, man, do it. You know, do it. It's like if I went to my therapist for help with my taxes. <laughs> I'm sure he I'm sure he does yeah, taxes. Right. I'm sure he pays but. them. He knows he knows what he's doing. But that's not, you know, is that's he not, a tax expert. Yeah. yeah, that's not our relationship. No, he's there to tell me to not kill myself. Right. Or at least. So, I, yeah, so those theories are kind of, they don't hold a lot of weight. So there is, there is a, um, like a modern one that is kind of believable. Uh, the woman who proposed it to her, she's an author. Her name is Mary Gage. She says that America's Stonehenge was built by ancient Native Americans. A lot of historians say the Indians in that area didn't build with stone, but she says that since Indians built stone structures further west, it's not impossible that they could have built them as far east as in New Hampshire. And through carbon dating, people have also found that Native Americans did occupy the site roughly 4,000 years ago, which is around the same time that they carbon dated some of those fire pits and stone structures, but they can't conclusively connect them. Some people argue the fire pits could have been made by Native Americans before the actual stone structure was built. Yeah, I guess that's true as well, yeah. And then I found a theory <laughs> oh, no. that is much less rooted in archaeological science. Uh, Go on! This guy, Jim Branson, he wrote a book called The Rebirth of Pan, Hidden Faces of the American Earth Spirit. Jesus Christ. Anyone can publish a book. Anyone can publish a book. It should be noted that he did publish it through Kindle Direct Publishing. Mm. That's not true. Don't. That's not fact. I don't know oh. that. I don't know how he published it. I suppose, actually, I can give it a quick Google search. Go to Goodreads. It's got a 3.8 stars on Goodreads. All right. Could be worse. It's not bad. Published, oh, okay. It was published in 1983, so that's very pre- internet yeah. by firebird press so i mean not that that makes no sense. but yeah all right fair enough robin bond rated it five stars back in 2019 found a pdf on reddit that includes a scan of this occult classic strange stuff but nonetheless enjoyable to read fun to read through after watching season one and two of hellier on amazon prime next review one star this book has one extremely well-written sentence. Unfortunately, it's accidentally used twice. <laughs> Other than that, it's extremely muddled, somewhat prejudiced, and never gets to the point it actually wants to make. <laughs> well, what's the gist of the so, book? Right. The important part. <laughs> In his book, Jim claims that planet Earth is a conscious being okay. and is trying to communicate with us. And the Earth spontaneously creates things like America's Stonehenge the Upton Chamber, and Dighton Rock as a way to tell us something. So no humans were involved in the making of America's Stonehenge, or probably the real Stonehenge. The Earth speaks the language of dreams and the subconscious, so we are still able to understand what is being said, even though it does not speak the same language we do. Okay. All right. So that's... Yeah, uh, all right. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That's kind of the yeah, the far the far end of the spectrum here. Hey. Maybe. The other interesting fact I found out about America Stonehenge was that HP Lovecraft visited it. Huh. 
And that was his inspiration for his short story, The Dunwich Horror. Hmm. I don't know if I've read that one. It is big spooky. <laughs> but interesting that H.P. Lovecraft went there and was like so enth- yeah. enthralled by it that he was like he used it as the basis of a story. Um, because most, I mean, most of his stories just take place in like New England. <laughs> you know, like the setting is never that crazy. It's like I think there's like one story of his where somebody goes into a grave. The rest of the time, it's just like. A guy lives in an apartment building. The guy above him plays a violin. And then Nyarlathotep is outside the window or whatever. Like, Nyarlathotep. Uh, so the, the tunnels, the only thing that was in these tunnels is like campfires and like a sacrificial table. Yeah, it's just like fire pits and, and like ancient tools and stuff. It's like a long, it's like an expansive like tunnel system. Like it's like it's long, like it's large, like you can get lost down there or like. I mean, everyone describes it as a maze. Okay. So I imagine it's fairly difficult to navigate. I did find this article from, uh, it was published in 2002 at the, from Boston University's newspaper, the BU Bridge. Runnels scoffs at the assertion that it is a monument built by settlers from Europe in pre-Columbian Bronze Age times. The CAS professor of archaeology was skeptical when curiosity prompted him to visit America's Stonehenge 15 years ago, and he was just as incredulous when interviewed for a History Channel program that aired on January 14th. No Bronze Age artifacts have been found there, he says. In fact, no one has found a single artifact of European origin from that period anywhere in the New World. The article goes on to say, America's Stonehenge is one of hundreds of areas of odd stone arrangements and underground chambers on this continent that some claim were built by Bronze Age European settlers for ceremonial meetings and astronomical events. Many of these sites are in New England, including the Upton Chamber in Upton, Massachusetts, Gungiwamp in Groton, Connecticut. (laughs) What? I I totally... Apparently there's a place... In Groton, Connecticut, called Gungiwamp. Gungiwamp. I maybe Gungiwamp. I don't know. Okay. It could be a hard or soft G. I've never heard of it. Um, a beehive-style stone chamber in Petersham, Massachusetts, and stone-lined tunnels in Goshen, Massachusetts. Some have been discovered near Boston, in Concord, and in the town of Bridgewater. For years, they were assumed to be colonial root cellars, but in the 1800s, a few archaeologists began speculating that megalithic structures similar to time, similar, similar <laughs> to some types found in Europe were the work of European settlers between the first and second millennium BC. Other stones have been found with carved inscriptions, supposedly by pre-Columbian colonists, and supposedly proving visits from ancient seafaring peoples such as the Druids an order of priests in ancient Gaul and Britain, and even the Phoenicians of Southwest Asia. These petroglyphs are on such boulders as Bourne Rock on Cape Cod and Dighton Rock in Dighton, Massachusetts. Most American archaeologists, however, say there have been no authentic Old World European inscriptions found in North America. I'm genuinely surprised that I didn't find more stuff about aliens <laughs> building stuff here. It seems like everyone was trying to keep keep it within the realm of possibility. Like, well, it could have been, you know, the Phoenicians, or it could have been Native Americans. Uh, we, You know, it could have been the ancient Celtic people. We really don't know. And no one's out here saying, saying aliens, but... Just one guy saying that the Earth was like, what if this was here? 
Yeah, exactly. exactly. Earth did f- Shut up. Like, come on. If it made a bunch of monoliths come out, all it's saying is that it's horny. That's right. But hey, that's a Joyzy that's thing. That's Joyzy for you. Mom. Mom. Uh, I'm a fucking Jersey devil. Hey, yo, monolith. You need to go take a lap right now. Get up, take a lap. Okay. Get up and take a lap. My living room's not that big, but I did walk around it. You gonna behave? Maybe. (laughs) That depends. Will you punish me if I'm a naughty boy? You're still kind of doing the Jersey accent. Once a Joysy boy, always a Joysy boy. Oh, man, people. My favorite Kevin Smith movie is Joysy (laughs) Goy. Mine's Joysy Boys. (laughs) I've been to Jersey. No one talks like that. (laughs) (laughs) The truth comes out. My entire impression of Jersey is based around Jersey Jersey Shore Shore. and that one episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Sure. Mine is based entirely about a big bat back in the day. Just a big bat back in the day? Just a big bat back in the day. So Mystery Hill slash America Stonehenge is a tunnel system slash vaguely demonic rock monolith type thing. And there's quite a few places like that in the New England area. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my I don't I don't I don't have a uh, solid conclusion on this one. Well, yeah, I guess there isn't. Right. But I, I guess what I wanted to get this time around was your opinion on everything based on the evidence that we All right. have. I do I I have an opinion on it. I feel like based on that the most likely and this is just my opinion, not based on anything um other than what I've heard. It sounds like a guy got lucky with some land that maybe had been partially used or built by some sort of older civilization, most likely Native American. And he kind of did it up for a marketing ploy to, like, make a tourist trap. Yeah, I think I'm fully in agreement with you. I think he got some land. There were a few really old Native American fire pits. Maybe Phoenician, but probably Native American. Because, again, like, the assumption that Native Americans here didn't work with stone, even though other Native American tribes did, is, like, kind of degrading. Well, yeah, because it's like, how would they not... There were stones around them, they... they they totally could have, even if it wasn't the norm. Right, or even Native American tribes weren't, they were still human, you know, they weren't like animals, it wasn't like their behavior was limited to a few traits right. that are only yeah. found amongst yeah. like a certain species. It's not like we can look back and be like, well, pff, those fucking idiots, yeah. no way did they work with stone. It's not fair to say that that's not a possibility. Right, like just be hey stone degrades so just because you haven't found a lot of evidence of native american stonework in that region doesn't mean it didn't happen yeah so yeah i think yeah i think that's a pretty reasonable explanation though is just yeah it was a i mean there's also because of how prevalent these like underground caverns are in areas in new england yeah i don't know much about mining right but or mining history in america but it's not outrageous to think that there were underground cavern systems that were sort of naturally formed and then were just expanded upon by people oh yeah so it's very likely mystery hill was just this weird 
amalgamation of stonework that people were like, oh, you know, we can chisel away a little bit here and there and uh, kind of hide out. It's a it's probably pretty good protection from coyotes and shit. Right. So. Yep. Or somewhere to sleep or whatever. Yeah. And then a guy in the 1930s is like, I'm going to move these stones around. This should be over here. Put them back where <laughs> they were meant to be. You see how the moon's directly above it? Yeah, but the moon moves in the sky. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's always right there. It's always right there. And sometimes it's just shrouded by a veil of blue. It's like, oh yeah, that's just the crazy old guy who lives up on Mystery Hill. Oh, how, why do they call it Mystery Hill? Oh, he calls it that. For fun. Right. Yeah, interesting. I don't think there's much to no, it. No, it's interesting. I'd never heard of that um, before. I've never... Yeah, neither had I, which is funny because, like, it's... To, to be given the name America's Stonehenge and then be such a not... I mean, I found a lot of different websites talking about it but a lot of them were new hampshire right. based and then like a couple things from like i think there was like a new york times article you know like one or two other things out there but most of it was like visit newhampshire.com and it was one of those kind of niche like only people in the state know about it like kind of how we in pennsylvania know about uh what is it the laurel gardens or whatever the laurel like, caverns cave. yeah laurel caverns yeah it's like no one else really knows about that but that's yeah, yeah that's a big thing out here yeah and we hate to do it but we do have just we do have to to break away from the main point of the podcast for a minute to talk about the other business oh yeah we'll leave you with this yeah we'll i leave mean you with this today we don't have advertisements we don't have sponsors we barely have listeners so we got to take what we can get. Guys, the poopy diaper sales are not taken off the way we thought. Not we good to. at all, guys. It's not been good. We thought the next evolution, we thought bathwater. What do people want more than clean, clean, clean boys? Dirty boys. They want dirty, dirty, stinky boys. You know how many diapers we shit in? And you f***ers. I mean, just help us out for just a Like, it's not that hard. Diapers cost money. I'm just um, saying, like, it beans. Beans. Beans cost money. I've spent a lot of money on He's beans. He's a little bean boy. I've spent a lot of money on diapers. And I have a one-bedroom apartment, and it is carpeted. It holds smells. <laughs> and right now it smells like bean, it smells like beanie, beanie, poop, poops. Basically what we're saying is, um, if you're listening, comment on our Instagram posts, shoot us an email. Tell us what you want. You know, we're we're a democracy here. We're not we're not trying to be Remember the, about yeah. this. The main point of the business is bathwater, so it, it still has to involve us selling the bathwater in some way, shape, or form. But obviously the fing poopy diapers wasn't wasn't a good idea, I guess. I thought it was, but I guess. It seemed to make sense because it's like you don't have to bathe, but you do have to poop. Right. So. Right. Right. It made sense. But apparently nobody wants it. On a, on a lighter note, bathwater sales have actually gone up by one. We got one. We got one bathwater sale. It was uh, so exciting. So thank you to Mr. Seymour Butts. Mr. Seymour Butts for buying one bathwater. Which did he buy? Your bathwater or my bathwater or the hybrid? I was afraid we were going to get oh, into this. Oh, here we go. He bought your bathroom. Hey! And sorry, sorry, man. I understand. Sorry, man. I, I get it. I understand. Sorry, man. I'm not thrilled about sorry, it. Sorry, man. It's okay. We'll get, I'm not going to... I tried to get 
my girlfriend to buy my bath water, but she said, if I want some, I'll just come in with a straw while you're bathing. And I said, it's not the same. It needs to sit. For I don't a think bit. that's in good spirit. Yeah, it yeah. needs to sit. It needs. That's not in good spirit. If it doesn't travel in or, you know, in a plane or at least like a UPS truck, it doesn't get the nutrients required to make it authentic bath water. The nutrients? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> nutrients. <laughs> Well, I say nutrients. Most people would call it bacteria. Okay, all right, okay. I say same difference. Fair enough. Who's to say bacteria doesn't have nutrients, you know? Yeah, who is to say? All right. See, all see you next week. When... Well, hey. <laughs> see, see you next week when, uh, well, you know, we'll keep you up to date on the poopy diaper sales. I'm not feeling if confident you, about if it. If you put in the promo code big giant dookie you'll get a discount on the poopy diapers there happy i think the other problem is we keep making new websites for every (laughs) product i want to get the domains before they're taken domains are in hot demand right now you know the real estate market is like you got to jump on a house the second you see a house you want you got to jump on it and it's the same way with web domains if if there's a domain you want godaddy.com buy that Buy that domain. Go, Daddy. Go. Buy that domain. Buy it, Daddy. Buy it, Daddy. So you buy the domain. Though it might help sales if everyone could just go to austinandnickbathwater.com and have all the options there. But instead, we have 38 different websites for each variation of the bathwater. And they don't link between each other. You do, And they also are not searched. And our user interface <laughs> is terrible. You, yeah, it's really bad. It takes so long just to find a f***ing add to cart. Yeah, there is no DNS encryption. Um, it is not a secure website. So we act, we recommend you don't put your social security number in. But the field is there. The option is there. and actually is required for you to check out. <laughs> yeah. You could do anything else except check out if you don't put in your social yeah. security number. You can you can literally do anything on the website. You can upload for a free. photo of your for free. scan your asshole and get it to print out a topographical map of it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to buy anything, topographical. See all the ridges and the bumps. It's like a valley. Hemorrhoid Hills. Sorry. Is that the new Fortnite map? <laughs> Hemorrhoid <laughs> Hills. Guys, where are we dropping? Hemorrhoid Hills? Oh boy. Do we when we talk about Fortnite, do you think we sound like <laughs> how old people saying like yo that's totally cool dude <laughs> like, like, uh, I guess so alright love you love bye. you bye love, love you bye, bye. Uh, anyway go follow us on Instagram love hit you. us up in the emails okay love you bye love you bye poop poop goop remember <laughs> goop backwards is poop oh.